was another toozy doozy, but with a bonus three. Hey. Hey. And some spooky, scary Halloween. Yeah, sure. It was really spooky. Nightmare! <laughs> Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. That was very unlike me. Yeah, you, you I changed my intro. You did. Cadence for the haunting episode. Yeah, and I did kind of a mixture of Dracula as a game show host. <laughs> Interesting, interesting choices. I kind of love it. All right, so we're talking new comics. New comics. We got the Infinity comic. X-Men Green. X-Men Green. Number three. Number three. I don't think that they number them like that. It's actually X-Men Unlimited number seven. Yes, you're right. Then we have X-Force number 24 and X-Men number four. I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. Get it out the way. Not too much, though. Not too much detail. Not too much detail. I would potentially flip oh, the order. 100%. Great. Good. Agreed. I read X-Force and said, hmm, X-Men is after this. This issue of X-Men must be real good. That's and then just... I know I know the order is based on I'm glad I your got that... assumptions. I'm glad I got that out last episode and I just made that clear. Hey, it's not... After reading it, it's before reading it. But I, but your assumptions are usually correct. Yep. Not so much in this case. Well, I was just excited about X Men. I'm yeah, always yeah. excited about X Men. Yeah. Uh, That's a joke from our audio tests. <laughs> oh God! All right. Well, do you have any? News? I have news. Okay. You Let me tell news. you about my news. Okay. You know the first one. I do. Claremont Christopher. Claremont was announced. He's doing a X-Men Legends issue, issue yeah, 12, coming out in February. We, we got a little sneak peek at that information at Comic-Con, which was cool. We did. He was talking about where it takes place, and I'm really interested in that timeline because it didn't make 100% sense initially when I was reading it. It's after... After the Mutant Massacre, but also specifically after Fall of the Mutants. Mm. So the X-Men are supposedly dead. But before Excalibur the Sword is drawn, where Kitty and Kurt are completely fine and rehabilitated just from... living their best lives. Yeah. And they're ready to join in on a new team. So this happens in between and promises of destiny and mystique mixed in, which that's oh, exciting. And I feel like... Mm, interesting. Does that have to fall into canon with what's going on currently? It doesn't. It I doesn't. Mean, no, it has. It's got no reference to it, which then starts to get tricky as you start to add in things. You know, if Moira was a part of it, yeah. And then, do you just read that with the knowledge of oh, she's a she's a, a thousand year old lady? You just read it with the knowledge of. Chris Claremont doesn't like what's happening in the current comics. He doesn't. He was very ornery about it. He was upset. He was livid. But anyway, that's news number one. That's news number one. There's three items just, oh. just for you counters out there. Okay, news number two. News number two is just a little snippet about your girl, Emma. Oh, my girl, Emma. What's in the, up? In the last Wolverine issue, mm -hmm. Wolverine refers to her as an Omega-level telepath. Yes. Which is incorrect. 
and it has been fixed digitally, <gasps> which I think is just an interesting thing. Or maybe Wolverine was right and it should be fixed everywhere else. No. <laughs> Why are you telling me this? What do you mean? I would never, I would have just like never. I'm now not, you're just making me upset for no reason. I'm not telling you this. I'm telling the people this and I'm telling you this, but also. You on. prefaced it with this is about your girl, Emma. Yeah. Were you speaking to the like uh, communal your? Yeah, the is, royal. Is Emma the, all of our girl? The royal you. This one's about Krakoa's girl. Emma. Emma. She's my girl. Get it. Get it. Don't you blasphemously sing her song. I mean, she's not an Omega Level Mutant. That's already been established. Well, maybe she should be. But it's, she's not. Oh, okay. Cast a recount. I gotta say, I just because you said the topic of recount, like, here's the thing. We kind of mentioned this uh, in a in a recent episode about the kind of flub of Polaris's new costume and when I thought that it was something else in another issue I thought that she was like accidentally a cuckoo and then we're like what is this what's going on but that's her X-Men costume yep. I don't know if I was clear in that moment so I feel like because you said recount I need to be clear right now that that is suspect to me that they would design a new costume for her when she joins the X-Men that is revealed when she joins the X-Men after the vote where she was supposedly voted in into the X-Men. However, that costume was previously designed all the way in that other issue. And I think they were always going to put Polaris on the X-Men. And that's why, like, let's take Tempo, for example. Tempo got a ton of votes and now Tempo is in Marauders. So they were like, oh, we got to put Tempo somewhere because she got a ton of votes. I just think it's suspect. I think you are reading into stuff. What else is new? I think that her costume otherwise is nothing like her new costume. I'm pulling up issue right, one right but now. that in that one, tell me it doesn't look like they accidentally put her new costume in there. It just looks like a tiny little thing. But yes, no, I no, not I, even in that. There's a second shot. No, we've we've talked about this a couple times. I know this. I know what you're talking about. I'll go over here. It does look like it is. It's odd. It's suspect. That's what I'm saying. Yes, it's suspicious. And it's very sus as the kids say these days. Sure. All right, what's news number three? <laughs> Gonna be something else to make sh- me angry. I should have saved that for news number three, I guess. I was emailed by Jonathan Hickman and the mics oh. on their Substack. I was like, you were emailed Not by me Jonathan personally. Hickman. No, 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 no. They were talking about, you know, the Substack mm-hmm. activity. But also, Hickman was on a episode of David Harper's Off-Panel podcast talking about all things creativity. Mm-hmm. And I listened to that on my drive home today. And it was actually really interesting. A couple of things to pull out from okay. that. Uh, one, they because of the, the start and stop of the pandemic onto the comics industry... Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the kind of unsuredness of how long he was going to be there and where things were going next. They've kind of been in this holding pattern, as he refers to it, for a while. And that might have been reflected in some of the stories. I think that the stories are enjoyable and great. But, you know, you think about issue 24 of X-Force playing off on some beats that have been seeded 
almost a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. had those been extended with an additional storyline in between, potentially. So he was talking about that. He was talking about how there have been writers in the room for six to nine months, ideas that they've been sitting on that happened after Inferno that have been in process for a while that aren't even going to come out until February or March or next of next year. Mm-hmm. And that's just very unusual to the comics industry. And, and he's, I don't think that he's re- regretting his decision, but he's also very excited about what's to come and the things that they've been working on. Interesting. Something else, the digital numbers, and he wasn't giving specifics because he, he was like, Marvel might get upset at me. The digital numbers for X-Men, the entire line of X-Men are so much higher than all the rest of Marvel. So digital downloads, electronic comics, just blowing it out of the water. Mm, well, good job. Good job, X-Men. Same with the trade paperbacks, the Dawn of X trades, mm-hmm. doing worlds better than they could have imagined, especially the specifically the hardcover House of X, to the point where he wished that he had renegotiated that contract, that oh, he would have gotten, that that has been selling ridiculous amounts. Because anybody that talks about it, that's the entry point. Yeah. You know, that's the, you gotta read that that's the thing you got to pick up to get into it. That's the thing you got to get your wife for a gift so that she starts reading comics. Yep. Success. Wait a minute. You only have three pieces of news? Well, I guess there's a fourth. Well, I'm not done with my third, so you can give me a fourth after that. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What is this? Oh, I'm supposed to guess the news now? No, no. Please continue with the third. The last thing is that there's nothing... Inferno was not created out of nothing to serve as his exit. All of the things that are coming in Inferno's issues were already a part of the narrative that were answering questions that he had started asking at the beginning. But over the last six months or so, things have been pointing towards this coming and that this would then signal a turn that leads into the next issue. What I thought was great. The idea that this is all coming from the the source, that this is all meant to be a part of this story. This is his goodbye but not the end of the line which was also a really interesting conversation point between the the host and jonathan towards the end about how most times when a big writer that signaled a giant change leaves Mm -hmm. it means the end of that change whereas this is more i'm leaving but they're still continuing in this world krakoa continues which is i'm grateful for krakoa perseveres what's that fourth news that i forgot saturday what is saturday Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday is our one-year podcast anniversary. Well, I thought that we were just going to do something for that. But... Yeah, well, we might, but it's still news. Right, okay, yeah. I mean, that's more internal news, but yeah, I like it. It's for the people as well. It's for the people. It's for you all. Hey, we're, our podcast is one years old. Saturday. It can, it can drink. October 16th. That's one year from our first intro episode dropping. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy that it... Okay, we'll save this for that. Shh, Alicia, stop. All right. Should we talk about comics now? Yeah. What we got first? It is X-Men Green. Infinity. 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 And beyond. Oh, lame. Okay. What do you got to say about it? Well, you're not going to... Oh, thank you. Infinity comic. Swiping noise. We're still working on it. We're still working on it. 
How does it go? I think I think I did it. <laughs> no, you don't do it. I do it. Hey, I could I could do some noises. I'm great at noises. You do your own noises. That's... They don't really have a cover, which ah. I thought was interesting. It has that image at the beginning, that shot of curse, mm. which I thought was you know speaks to the development that we get in here. But we are at an oil pipeline. Yeah, this uh, this issue was. This is probably my favorite issue of the three. Intense. <laughs> uh, I don't want to say that because I did really enjoy X Force, but I really enjoyed this this issue. It's really putting Infinity Comics on the map for me personally. I don't know if y'all are reading it, but this was good. This oil pipeline with fights breaking out, protesters. This is one image of a guy with a wrench in his hand as they're about to like take on these protesters. I mean, yeah, that woman threw a rock, but still. Yeah. Violence ensues. Violence ensues as the mutants show up. Hey, Curse's power getting some expansion and explanation here. Mm-hmm. And also, I didn't realize that Curse was a woman. Me either. A girl, yeah. But, you know, information, context, clues. Have a nice trip and those eyes, those creepy oof, little eyes. Oof, oof, I'm here for it. Yeah. I didn't do anything. Inertia did it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lie. I kept on thinking this while I was reading this, and and I don't know if this reference will will translate for you, but Curse and Fauna, the green child, Mm -hmm. are the Artie and Leech Moppets of the Krakoan era. So Artie and Leech... I don't know what that is. You know who Leech is. I think Leech is the little green child. Leech was also not a green child in X-Men The Last Stand. He cancels out the powers of Mm. other people. Uh, Artie... Has he was the, the one who has to be with the, the the person who they're making the cure off of. Yep, yep. Which was all new stuff in the movie. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. is normally a Morlock, and he's green, and he looks kind of like a gecko type child. Also, it's, I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but if one's power is to make the others not have power, like they both have, the one that the. Mutant that they're making the serum out of. Bleach. That's who they're making the serum. Yes. Okay. Never mind. Carry on. Artie and Leech are just little children that are forever children. One is pink, one is green. And oh, that just I made, see. made me think of Curse and Fauna, who are really some of the only children mutants that we've seen get a name and, and really some development, mm. which I think is kind of interesting. Listen, Nature Girl, she's. A serial killer? Yeah, she's intense. This bee swarm. She's dark. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, yeah. And now this is, I know. I'll be damned if I'm going to let two freaks run me off a job, then be, be damned. damned. What? Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. And then he be damned. Yeah, be damned. <laughs> and this antler to the throat of yes, that guy. Yes, that's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, gosh. She just whips it around. She's just yeah. like, slice you and just you know i mean i understand what she's saying when she says i feel reborn for so many years i felt earth's pain and hid it away now that i have begun fighting back against the infection i do not feel pain or sadness she's just like i feel alive i feel alive in the night and i mean it's it's all bringing up very relevant, very important issues of the way in which our planet is treated on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. It's just intense. The Anthropocene era. And then, you know, we're going to give 
pieces of our clothing to dogs to throw off the scent of Wolverine. And he is just He's not mad. happy. He's mad. I, I do want to call before that curse. If I'm down in the hole, then maybe the curses will stop. They're in me and they have to get out. If I don't dole them out, then they turn on me. But you're helping me find some very deserving dudes to curse, which I thought was a really... This is the most character expansion that curse has gotten yeah and it's the curse's power is so interesting right but yeah wolverine <laughs> after a brief jaunt out to california to meet this team of friendly wolves are you kidding me he's so mad they're in they're in the dakotas somewhere in the dakotas and he's just walking he doesn't he's have a motorcycle walking. he's just walking and they're worried about him being there soon get a Krakoan gate man all you've done is slow me down and piss me off. Yeah, that was the point. <laughs> exactly. How, uh, so I love these. I, yeah, I'm I Gradually, do. every week, I, I think I love them more and more. I would never think to put Nature Girl and Curse in a book together and expect that I would care. Mm-hmm. If you put that on a cover, I'd be like, yeah, yeah maybe. whatever. No, I, I'm interested. I'm interested. It, it's a great launch point. For an interesting small team dynamic. It's just the two of them. And I don't know how you pronounce the dog's name, but the dog's name is their leader. The dog is Sorsha. Yeah. Hold on. I just opened the wrong app. Sayorsha. But Wolverine is the only big name brand add-on as we Because Wolverine's and everything. Right. As we get to explore these two younger generation X characters. Uh, I'm excited. I love them. I love that they're quick. I always like generally so I wake up on a Thursday morning I read my comics I can like get my coffee started and read the infinity comic or (laughs) start to make my breakfast and read the infinity comic and then sit down and settle in to read the others yeah yeah oh I like that I'm excited to see how the story ends because I like where it's going I like Mm -hmm. these two characters but I'm also interested to know who and what is up next you know? So is it three, three, and th- like is everything told in threes? I don't, I don't believe so. No, I think okay. this. I had read an interview where I think this is going to be six or seven or so installments. So this is three of that, mm-hmm. and I don't know if we'll ever or when we'll get the follow up of that third missing mutant from AIM. Especially maybe they'll the stories will merge, mm. like maybe in Nature Girls, Trek she will find maybe i don't know x-men green this was the first time it was officially named in the yeah, issue like that they called team, the team yeah i am we are x-men green who knows what's next it's it just i think this could also end at a point that provides a new nugget to play with in another title mm. or or the fuller world of krakoa you know you have a mutant who is rightfully angry about what's going on in the world but going about it in a very violent way that is against the laws of Krakoa. Mm-hmm. Oh, straight up. Stop killing people. Yeah. Straight up now kill me. All right. We're moving on? Yes. Uh, what do you got going on over here with this upside down comic? Oh, it's just the variant that I don't think you saw. The trading card variant of X-Men oh, number four. Oh, Sunfire looking good. Yeah, even though he's not in it at all. <laughs> oh, what's that? You're upset that a cover doesn't have anything to do with what's in the issue? Yep. X-Force number 24. X-Force number 24. Holy moly, this issue. Yeah. I love it. I'm I'm so about it. So first of all, this cover. Poetry. 
when you look at this cover at first, you're like, this is a good cover. Colossus looks very reflective and, you know. It's going through you, some stuff. You look at the way that Colossus generally is depicted as nonviolent and, hmm. well, not like nonviolent, but like choosing peace over violence, you know? Yeah. That's, and so you see him here with blood on his hands and this very like pensive, painstaking face and you're like, okay. Colossus is having a moment. Then you read the issue. Then you come back and you look at the cover and you go, oh, "Wow, okay. Colossus had a moment." Yeah. Is it paint or is it blood? I think it is blood, based on you know, yeah, it's the blood. contents of the issue. But you can potentially assume that it's paint. Maybe. Maybe it's finger painting. I don't know. All right, <laughs> let's dive in. Yes. Page turn noise. The Chronicler's little hidey hole. The Chronicler. Okay. So I understand the Chronicler doesn't want to write what Mikhail wants him to write. I get it. He's very steadfast in holding his ground about that until there's wine. Immediately there's wine and he's like, I'll do whatever you want. I'll drink the wine off the floor. Like Honestly, he's my notes standing up for what he feels is right, but also falling down on the floor for wine and and drinking the wine off of the floor. Slurping it right up. It was kind of sad, but also gives the Chronicler a little agency as he stands up for what he believes should be in the story. But at the same time, he has written in previous entries about wine being his muse and being the the thing that he turns to as part of his creative process. Interesting. And especially being someone that knows the specific year vintage of this bottle. Yeah. And just so this whole back and forth with him and Mikhail about, you know, you need to write this thing. And the Chronicles like, I don't want to. They go back and forth. They go back and forth. And then Mikhail's like, well, you can write it or I'll cut your hand off. Yeah. Well, because he jabs the bottle into his left hand. Yeah. And and then he says, a wasted gift might as well be thrown away. Yeah. And then he, okay, okay, cool. I'll write what you have to say, Mikhail. I can't wait to read what happens next. Dude, you know what happens next. Don't you sass me. You're the one who told him what to write. Right. Well, he wants to see it. It doesn't actually happen until it happens. And then even when it happens, does it happen the way he wants? We don't know. Oof. Well, we turn the page. We get a title page. Closer to the heart. The pen is mightier than the Cerebro Sword, which... Where's the Cerebro Sword? Cerebro sword like, how a, dare you put it in the... I was that was like, a tease. That was a tease I read the title and, and I was like, I, we're getting the Cerebro Sword. Everything's coming together. No. But, I, I do but, want to point out kind of what you were talking about, just the ruthless nature of Mikhail. Like he is... He is ruthless. He is the villain. I know who we were talking about in the last episode of an X-Force issue. Is Mikhail a villain? Is Beast a villain? Who is doing what wrong in name of their country? Oh, I'll have a moment to talk about Beast. Great. Like, I mean, many moments, but there's one thing in particular. Written by Benjamin Percy, art by Martin Cococolo, color art by Guru EFX, and letters by VCs Joe Carmenga. All right, we're diving in, and we've got a data page. The Shadow to kick Room. Us off. Beast is running Danger Room scenarios for the island of Krakoa, which I know we and I give Beast a lot of crap. But this is a really smart call. Yeah, I mean, no one else is doing it. Right. You know, he is preparing the nation's defenses. And he definitely takes his 
quote unquote responsibilities too far in protecting the nation. And, yeah, because well, he gives himself responsibilities that are not technically his right, own. Right, right. But this seemed to be a really clever plan for those unknown threats. And the fact that Black Tom Cassidy is the only solution for this particular problem. Gotta put tiny Black Tom inside your body. Wee Tom. Wee Tom. Down we go into the Hank Haggis. What? <laughs> just, I just like your excitement in saying this alliteration. Yeah, well, I like a little alliteration. And I also had to look up what haggis was. And it's yeah. gross. What is it? Uh, it's a pudding that had been at one time made in an animal stomach casing. Oh, disgusting. Well, anyway, Black Tom is on a mission to find that little dude. I love Wee Tom. It's such a ridiculous concept. I loved it in M- the Empire Mini, and I'm glad that we get to see this extension of his power again and, and to a valuable use. Mm-hmm. But now we're in the sa- Savage Land, okay? The, My favorite of all the places. The Savage Garden. No. <laughs> no. Yes. You have no idea. My mom loves I Savage Garden. I loved you before like I, the Chronicler wrote I it. I think you need to just... I think I snapped... Stop. <laughs> Farming those Krakoan crops. We get our first mention of X-Corp since the book ended, which I think is great. You know, let it exist in the background. That's fine. It can stay <laughs> right where it is. It's just the corporate entity that, you know, we know is there. Just this whole love. You know, I'm going to work a little while longer. But not too hard. But I won't work too hard. This is like. I need you. I'll, I'll be needing you. Colossus, our, our quiet hero who doesn't want the spotlight. You know, he doesn't want that big New York treehouse in the sky. No, he's just living his he life. He just wants to save the world through farm labor and fancy drugs. Quietly save the world. Nothing suspicious about it. Nothing worrisome or deadly. Nothing No, nothing but I mean, really, here. there isn't. No. There isn't. If you, if you take it for just that, if that was the real situation, there wouldn't be anything suspicious about it. I know, it. but that's not the full story. And then we're back inside the body of Beast. Our mini matchup. Great action shots yeah. as these two or, or more use Hank's insides as their arena. The sequence of the backflip over Wee Tom, the yeah. Wolverine claws yes. stabbing into a back. That uh, was probably was, my favorite part. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, get it. And then three more. They just pop out. run out. They just, they just go. And then what's the solution? We don't know, but we'll dive deep into your stomach. Your stomach. To figure it out. But wait, we're back. Uh, Mayo for Sam is a Irish saying about their football team. All right. Uh, Not only I looked that up when I saw it because I was unclear about it, but also uh, someone mentioned that to us via Instagram today. The phrases about Mayo, where Cassidy, Sean, and me are from, it's in relation to our forever losing Gaelic football team. (laughs) Shout out to Gerard for that info cool 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 and then the chronicler's back and this is where we get the reveal that i you have been suspicious of i shouted captain holt vindication as i was sitting on because it uh because this was this was the first of the that vindication right i I shouted it out loud last issue of x-force we were talking about the chronicler and mm-hmm. how is he writing Colossus' story? Is he bending yep. his will? Is to that his, his power, right. essentially? 
I'm not sure when we were talking about it otherwise, but the idea that Colossus is using his paintings to case the island. Yes. And then mailing them out. But that was something else that came up and it is all coming out right here. Honestly, I was reading this and I was like, Justin's going to be so excited. He was so so right. I almost said it when I walked into the door, but I was like, no, no, no. Tonight when you came home. Yes. yes, You were like, I was right. I almost said it last night when you came home and you hadn't even read it. No, that would have been mean. Right. The paintings have been found, though. And I I do love this back and forth. I like that we get to see what the paintings are of. Yeah. And they are really detailed. They are all throughout Krakoa. There's a Cerebro helmet hub, which is like, okay, so you know. You know. Arbor Magna. There's the point. Sage. The the council. Even, Even where the point is. Yeah, the council room. The shadow room. Everything. Chronicler wrote that Colossus left out his paintings and Kayla found them, which is something Mikhail did not want to happen. Is he out of your control or did you have him leave the paintings out? You did, didn't you? You know, Yeah, he did because a chronicler doesn't want to be doing this anymore. Well, so I don't know if it's, if it's that he doesn't want to do it or if there's some idea of the limits of his abilities. He says, I can only write what feels true. That's not how this works. You know, can he just write whatever he wants and then it happens? Or does it have to feel and I also was like, somewhat natural? You know, maybe there's a level of, obviously, he can control maybe one person at a time, right? So he's and how does that control controlling start? Colossus, but right. he's not necessarily controlling Kayla. So right. if even if he hadn't left the paintings out, would she have gone snooping and found them? Or if he left them out, but not like out in the open, just like... The, the folder of them out and then she was like let me see what he's working on and yeah. she opened it you know there's only so much yeah you can't take away her agency and treat her like a pawn right so i, I don't think she that he has control over her at all oh and nobody has control over colossus and colossus can take care of her fridge the crap out of her this whole situation so here's what i wonder right like how much of what Colossus is doing over the last however many months or weeks that he's been under the Chronicler's control, how much of that is written specifically by the Chronicler and how much of that is his, of his own free will? Like, were he and Kayla together before and no. he decided to go live in this place and then they use that as a way to get information about Krakoa? Like, is he really in love with her? I would imagine that... Issue one of X-Force, Colossus is rescued by Kate Pride and the Marauder from Russia, doing mm-hmm. the work on the ground, meeting with mutants and getting them transport to Krakoa. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that he was compromised at that point. So from the entire Krakoan era, because the first instance of the Chronicler is issue three of X-Force. So- but does, does Colossus have this sort of like sleepwalking or this dream type feeling where like he's aware of the fact that his life is being controlled by someone else and, i mean like, is this going to have repercussions on him mentally for the fact that he oh, just basically sure. killed and you well, can he even did see kill his he, his lover right. his wife his girlfriend or whatever she this is single tear that's coming out of his eye a couple right, pages like, later feels he, like he's fighting through the control in some way. Right, like but he's has witnessing no it happen it, right. while it's happening and he can't do anything to stop it. Yeah. This was a big reveal. And Crazy. It, I mean, part of it, you know, the Kayla was created in this run and largely has just been a love interest. 
with limited details about who she is. What her powers are. She has the power to manipulate water in some way. She does remove water from Beast when he Mm. comes to visit them and almost kills him in that way. The fact that Colossus under control kills her, that was a shock. You know, I felt like that was, I don't have too much attachment to her as a character, but it was a shock. And it was, you know, I I did see some people react negatively to this and the fact that, you know, fridging is a trope in comics as a medium of killing or or injuring someone severely to progress another character's point. Is that what what fridging is? Yes. Like that's what the definition is? Yep. Wow. And so the fact that that happens to this character that we don't really know much else about just to further this big plot of Colossus, people had problems with and totally understood. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, everyone's opinion is valid. I, however, was not not as shocked. Maybe I watch too many murdery shows or villainous things. But as soon as the chronicler said like i can't control her i can only control colossus as soon as he said that and mikhail started to react i was like okay so he's gonna kill her well like uh, uh, i knew instantly as he was you know reaching out his arms yeah i was was like no 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 you turn that page that's a page reveal you know they talk about what's on the left page so that when you turn the page you get that big shock reveal a full page spread with that crick yeah. Of her neck. It's, ugh, just, ugh. it's terrible. And then Mikhail's like, great, let's drink. I'm so happy yeah. you did it, what needed to be done. And it seems, so if you really look at the Chronicler, it doesn't sit right with him. Well, no, I don't think. He did not want do, to do this, right? That's why I do think that he intentionally left, had Colossus leave the paintings out. 100%. That's what he's getting called out for. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's things that he he's trying to. He did it. Yeah. The the sweaty look of concern in his face as he's drinking the the vodka. And then Data page about or from the perspective of the Chronicler talking about muses. Yeah. This idea the the one thing I pulled out from this was the revisions of reality, bending but with a limit. Yes. And I feel like that's really spot on with what we're talking about with he can't just write whatever he wants. It's got to feel natural. It's got to fit It's got to have like the ability to take a natural course. Yeah. Because I feel like otherwise, and this is where I'm wondering like where this decision is. I wonder if there's sort of a caveat in his power that if he if he forces something to happen that would be outside of what would be a natural course for this person or in the realm of what would be a natural course that will cause the person to start becoming more aware and so this colossus killing kayla i feel like is the first is is like a a snap like a like a crack in the glass essentially like this is gonna start to have you know ramifications especially like i know it's a little skipping ahead but the fact that he buries her and no one's gonna know she died and then but then i'll wait yeah okay so now Beast is let's puking. just let's just follow up with Beast because he's puking all over the place. Now here's where we're gonna get to the part where I'm like, really, Beast, really. Uh, so I do want to I do want to call it in this vomit. We see seemingly three little red people, right? So three people had come from that one guy. If you on that one yes, long yes. panel, you get three little red people coming out, and as we continue to go. Right, so say what you were going to say. Yeah. Okay. So Beast sees this one additional little red person and he thinks 
it's on Black Tom. And he straight up goes to, well, if it's on you, I've got to murder you. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Um, Because you're compromised. Okay, Beast. Well, you've been compromised for a little bit now. Why didn't you just straight up kill yourself? Yeah. Which, I mean, they've talked about that being something that that's part of their protocol, Sage and Beast, where they have too much knowledge to be able to let that happen and, and let that fall into the wrong hands that they would kill themselves. I can't remember if that happened in a previous issue or... But like, that's what I'm saying is like, so your first instinct is this little man is on the outside. What you think is on the outside of Black Tom's face. So you're going to murder him. However, they were just inside you and you would resort to anything else to save yourself. Well... And then he just is like, oh so, no, it's in my eyeball. Well, so the idea of if if you were to kill him and the the little men are still inside of him, can they do something? Can they extract his brain? Can they Well, if you were going to puppet his dead body, you know. Right, but if you were going to burn like cuz he's basically said like what you have to do is burn them. Right. So kill beast burns body. The little people die inside him. And I mean I I'm not trying to excuse his actions. I'm just saying the fact that they ran this simulation and the only successful outcome was to have Black Tom go inside. So obviously he's going to try that from the simulation. Yeah, I just think it's a little messed up that that's his first instinct to Black Tom. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I want to call out is the three people that came out of Beast in the vomit, that was all we saw previously. Mm -hmm. So is he actually seeing someone in his eye? Or is that just a hallucination from all the stress that he's gone off? Maybe, but I also think that there's a possibility that one of the three people like jumped out of the vomit. Like, where'd they go once they were vomited out? Jumped out of the vomit? What do you mean? In And then went into his eye. Oh, yeah, maybe. What'd they do with them once they came out of the vomit? Black Tom lights them on fire. Because I question if if their intent was to infiltrate and compromise Beast, why would he reveal himself like this? Why would he... He's just hanging out in his eyeball. Perfectly visible. So it's, it's, it could go a couple of ways. Either Beast is hallucinating this or it's there's a deeper play that he's trying to cause to happen. Mm. Interesting. Something to keep an eye on. Ha ha ha. Oh God, this last panel of Beast. I, I think, I think, yes, I've done it. I'm safe. Krakoa is safe. Oh, he ripped his own eye out because he saw a little man in himself. I don't now, feel bad for him. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, Let's get to that Colossus aftermath. Yes. So Colossus just straight up buries her, goes home, takes a little bath, thinks he's feeling fine, and then knock, knock, knock. The most excited I've ever been to see Professor X. I have nothing to say. (laughs) You struggled with that. Jesus. I wasn't like, there was no excitement. It was more like, ooh, you're in trouble. He knows she's dead. Does he? I, I don't know how he knows. You know, does Xavier know about the Chronicler or Kayla or is this just a, a friendly visit? It's not a friendly visit. No. He knows something. We'll sacrifice Cohen for the next issue. Surf's up. What? Surf's up because the cover has a bunch of surfers with guns shooting at Wolverine. All right. Well. I, I, so big, big thoughts. It feels so good to be right. 
<laughs> it just feels so good to remember it. This has been a couple of long game slow burns that were set up in the very early days of this title. The nesting dolls, the Cerebro Sword, which you didn't actually see, but it was referenced. The Chronicler, and I don't think it's done yet. Right? No. There's still, I mean, there's only potentially two issues left of X-Force before Inferno, but then Percy is writing the Winter Wolverines, so we'll see what happens after that. It just, I, I did go back and I went through where this place so issue three is the first influence of the chronicler as a mysterious beefy armed man kills the fifth assassin from mm. that is never revealed but is now 100 percent colossus which a lot of people suspected the physicality alone makes you think and it's colossus just mm-hmm. looking at that arm wait what are you talking about the assassins that came on to krakoa and killed professor xavier Oh, in yeah. issue one, one yes. of them survived. Mm. In issue three, it's he's killed in the healing gardens by an unknown right. arm that comes out and, and strangles yes. him. Okay, now I remember. Issue I 10. I was pretending for a second that I knew what you were talking about. And then I was like, I, can't, I really want to know. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> just ask. <laughs> I just want to be cool. Issue 10 is the first entry from the Chronicler himself. Yes. Issue 11... Comes. Is the one where he talks about a muse. No, he talks about painters and messages in your paintings. I don't know specifically offhand, but it's the first appearance of the Russian nesting dolls and when Mikhail obtains the Cerebro sword. So you oh. want to talk about how... Oh, then I was wrong what I just said. These things happening and over time and how it may have just been extended a little bit further and we injected another plot here and there. These have been building throughout the entire... This is the big... That's why I'm excited for the next two issues. I'm moving X-Force to a different spot next time. Ooh. So I, I asked my first question already. What What does Xavier know? What do you think he knows? I, th- I think he knows that she's dead. I don't know how, but I think there's some kind of flag or either that or or the killing... Like I said, the killing of her is like a crack in the glass and Xavier was somehow alerted to this like mental instability within uh, Colossus. Yeah, well, because also just some of the paintings that he has, Xavier has to be aware of or someone has to be aware of the amount of images that he's been able to obtain or things that he's been able to see throughout the time that he's there. You know, that, that overhead shot of the council chamber who who didn't point out like, hey, what's Colossus doing up in that tree? Just yeah. painting everybody. Yeah. Is Beast safe? Do <laughs> no. you think that that's... Beast is a hot mess express. No, no, no not, not, not because of him himself. I'm talking about the nesting dolls specifically. Is that the last of the nesting dolls? No, I don't think so. I think that Beast needed to die and his body needed to burn and otherwise it didn't. He's not safe. He's not safe. Does So he doesn't just live without an eye. He needs to die. I think he's going to live without an eye for a little while, and then he's going to be sadly mistaken. He's going to be sad and potentially taken over. Potentially. You know, Sebastian Shaw has that nice eye patch that Kate gave him. Yeah, he could wear that. Just be a dang fool. All right, let's talk about X-Men. Okay, let's talk about X-Men. We got a headless horseman on the cover. Yeah. Which doesn't really happen in the issue. And I'll tell you, I realized this on Wednesday when I went to post this image. 
I didn't realize that he's holding Cyclops's head when I first saw this. Oh cover. wow! And neither did you. Ha ha ha! No, I really thought it was like a head, and then that was just like an orange blur. But now I see. Yeah, that is Cyclops's eye beam, and it makes me love it that much more. Even though we don't get the promise of this cover, there is no headless horseman. Cyclops is not decapitated. We can look at this as this is a Cyclops nightmare. Yes. Okay. Then, if you say this is one of Cyclops's nightmares, then. And it, it kind feeds of into my other theory about Captain Krakoa, Cyclops losing his head when he was shot in the back of the head on the Orcus Forge. Yes. Bigger things happening. Anything else about that cover? Beautiful. No, Pepe. it's gorgeous. Let's get into it. Page turn noise. I love these two quotes. Back to back. Nightmare is immensely powerful. He's conquered a splinter realm and once succeeded in trapping eternity. Though his power is above man, he is drawn to mankind because of what we have and he lacks. Souls. Dr. Voodoo. Demons are just like people. You just have to figure out where to kick them. Magic. Yes. Magic. All right. So. I, I will say, and I think I need to say it. Because it's been months in the making. I don't I have no problem with this art. If if this guy is the fill in artist, whenever Pepe needs a time <laughs> off. Javier, oh, the art Javier, is really Javier beautiful. Pino, I, and I'm gonna say something that might be a um I don't know, I might get shunned for this, but I feel as though this issue really was just like cool stuff to look at. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's like nothing not unnecessary content, yeah. but the art is really this, beautiful. This felt very much so like a filler issue. And I feel like nothing was really advanced in any way, shape or form. Even, even the end pages where we normally get some advancement of the B plot that's building. Mm. Uh, it was kind of lame sauce after yeah. the issue three reveal, which was the biggest of those reveals. Like yeah. issue three back pages, Best pages of the book. Issue three was my favorite issue. This may be my least favorite. What is what was the reveal in issue three? That was when Doctor Stasis handed oh, Ben yes. Yark the oh. folder of information. So I got Cyclops is having bad dreams I got, about his son that he's left many times. I got the night before Christmas vibes as we were coming into this treehouse. Totally. Did you? Where's see, Jack Skellington? Did you see the Cyclops pumpkin outside oh my the gate? God. Oh, I love it. We're having bad dreams. We're all having bad dreams. I'm Nightmare. Honestly, when I saw this, I was like, oh, I remember. The only thing I know about Nightmare is when everyone was going cuckoo bananas about Mephisto. Yep. You were like, could also be Nightmare, though. Could also be Nightmare or that Nightmare would tie into Doctor Strange 2. Mm. And I do want to call out so Scott's Nightmares. Solid tie into Hickman's run on X-Men, but also as well as Jerry's run on Cable. This idea of fighting for the family he's never been able to have. Hmm. Phoenix stuff in Gene's mind, which just burning up all of those asparagus people. Sorry, people. Nightmare over here. They're so traumatic and I love it. He's in their bedroom, which I just want to talk about because they made this big to-do about having a house on the moon with a view and how nobody had that view and they had this house all to themselves and now they're hanging out in New York City. No wonder Solemn can break into the house and steal swords. Nobody's home. Nobody's Rachel's, on the moon. Rachel's living at the boneyard. Logan doesn't sleep. He's in too many books. Does 
old man cable live in baby cable's room i don't think so it's just him and vulcan hanging out in the moon lighting things on fire probably havoc hanging out because he's not doing anything except crying over maddie havoc title page troubled dreams fearless chapter four nightmare on 86th street written by jerry dugan art by javier pina color art by eric arseniega and letters by vc's clayton cowles wait it says over here cyclops marvel girl wolverine and sunfire in this issue yeah where's sunfire in this sunfire issue? is in exactly one panel and we've already passed it <laughs> really he is sitting watching blank computer screens oh my god that is horrific i mean i would call out that as a statement in general that did the team already break into two and they didn't tell us mm. or polaris no, because, rogue and wolverine because cyclops or, and gene would not be, be on, on the same, same team yeah people are just doing stuff i guess i just felt like this i <laughs> i've been enjoying x-men and this felt like something else here's okay so you know we have we have all these different nightmares which i think are you know funny in some sense because is that him leaving madeline and then him leaving emma that's gene though that first one is gene yep he's like oh sorry gene oh sorry emma oh sorry charles and magneto yeah he's I'm sorry just letting everybody down he's disappointing all of the loves of his life <laughs> and then but then I, cyclops be, was wrong before that Doctor Strange is dead. If you haven't read Death of Doctor Strange, number one, which is questionable if you actually have read it because there is a Doctor Strange somewhere in the 616. It's just not the Doctor Strange that died. All right. Read Doctor Strange number one, I I read this and I said, okay, Doctor Strange is dead. Right. Information that I needed logged into my brain. Yeah, which there is still a Doctor Strange, which I thought was odd. I I do want to know about that third panel. That third yeah, dream like, what panel. is he talking about? I'm yeah. sorry, I know this happened because I lied. You cost us everything. Every, like that, that was probably one of the most interesting parts of this issue for me because I was like, what is he talking about? Is that about? rooted in something or is that just... A fear. Right. I wonder if he lied. No, that he wouldn't be able to lie about his death in any way because he dead. He don't know. All right. I love that image though. Him in the coffin that says Cyclops was wrong. It's so creepy. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Like I said, this this whole issue is just really nice to look at. And then you have more of Scott's dreams? Or is is Jean having a nightmare about Emma telling her her clothes are bad? Which what? (laughs) Jean's infinitely more interesting as she has nightmares of being insulted for her clothes. Although I do love that emma is like this is not good for you or for anybody please get rid of this outfit move on from not for me or you yes if this is a hint that it's on its way out into it let's Let's get her a new costume and then we add in arguably the third character in the book because sunfire is not really there i do like the idea that wolverine is struggling with whether or not she wants to know what happened in the vault i don't really think it's because she doesn't want to be in love with sink though yeah yeah, it's a lot of questionable nature of how much she knows but is said to not know. Yeah. Right? It's got the she's got the fear of the unknown. So she's afraid of what was left behind, but she doesn't know the details. It wasn't backed up. How is she seeing her vault self and fighting well, because, her vault self? 
she probably has some knowledge of going into the vault. Right, but the look of the person that she's fighting is specifically the person that was at the end of the vault. Oh. She would not know this person. She would not have seen this person, this version of herself. Mm-hmm. Her main nightmare is missing memories and being hung up on sync because that doesn't add up. She is a Wolverine. She, yeah. like, she has buckets of trauma buckets to have nightmares about and also i did i mean i did like the reference of well she doesn't know her past so now she really is a wolverine i did really that like was that great that was great that tracks for his storyline of not knowing his history and I, I, just, I do you know the next panel it's nice to see Jean going oh no 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 and she gives him a little smack yeah. around and yeah i just i felt like the laura stuff i don't know unnecessary Maybe not unnecessary, but untrue to the character mm. in terms of that. That's your biggest fear is not wanting to be in love with this right. guy that's the, super nice. That's dumb. That's dumb. And but, then. Yeah. Jean's polite retaliation. Yes. But then we get to see, you know, we get to see or hear Jean's spiel to become an X-Men, which I didn't know she had to be I voted in. I, I assumed she was the leader just right. because she was a leader. I didn't realize they had to campaign for it, that this this was their team idea. They were like, hey, we're joining X-Men. But I do like that. I do like that they were like, there needs to be an X-Men team and it needs to be voted on and we're not just going to assume that we'll be on it. So Scott had to campaign as well? I certainly hope so if Gene did. I would too if Gene did. I just gave them both membership. Mm-hmm. Her thoughts and feelings about the Phoenix and what was done in her name. There is a retcon Wrangler episode that we didn't do and I want to do that makes me a little confused by this. I'm not going to go into it too much, but... Let's do it. At some point, yeah. That that, that was the one... No, I won't do it. You're not going into it. And then... But this point about her not trying to excuse her actions, trying to make amends as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And I, I would vote for her. You know, some other telepath could probably learn a lot from her. Who are you talking about? Charles Xavier. Oh. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I am above you, witch. No, you're not. Uh, I thought that this this whole issue is basically one big pitch for what makes Jean great. Yeah. I mean, I love when she's like giant and she's like, ha ha, demon, you yeah. are puny. So are they, they're in her mind and it seems as though she's instead of where he thought that he was outside of her mind, he's then brought onto the astral plane. Mm. And then she's just messing with him, flexing her power, and that final threat as she tosses him on. Just like, okay, gotta go. And then Scott's like, oh, you're having bad dreams too? Yep, okay, cool. It was, it was the the slap of the, the horse. And I literally, on Dasher, on Dancer, on Prancer, and Vixen. <laughs> you're gone now. Yeah. And then. To the graveyard. Oh, look. A very, Nathan Summers is not in his grave. A very light update on the Ben Yurick story. Well, Ben Yurick is investigating further because he can't just blow up the mutant spot without knowing a little bit more about and he's it. He's got a dossier of files. He's been handed all that information. So, yeah, yep. he does need to see it for himself. Nathan Summers' grave is upended. Is this from when Deadpool came to steal his arm? I don't know. Right, neither do I. I just, this grave has just been chilling like this all this time. Yes. Yeah. We got a data page. Polyphemus. Project Polyphemus. Do you know what Polyphemus is? Not at all. 
a man-eating cyclops giant from Homer's Odyssey. Oh, a cyclops giant. Yes. Which I thought, interesting, interesting connection. Maybe potentially feeds into... Making a bunch of cyclopses. Yeah. And, Captain Krakoa. And this, this plan, this is going to play into the next issue, which is exciting and makes me... You know, if, if these two go head-to-head X-Men and X-Force next time, I don't know. Because I'm excited about what's going on. I was a little disappointed with this issue. I will be honest. Yeah. But, but then this guy... Feelong. He's getting himself ready. Blasting himself with ruby quartz. Yeah. And I think it was in this issue. We were having a conversation about whether or not certain people were tied to Orcus. And in this issue, they say, like, our fellow Orcus people or something. Well, he was brought in. He was meeting with Henry Peter Gyrick. And and Henry Peter Gyrick is part of Orcus. He's one of the main people of Orcus, yeah. The head honchos. Well, yeah, yeah. One of the the leaders of the pedals. The captains of the... Crap. <laughs> you know, whatever. Ruby Quartz. Ruby blasting Quartz. himself with it. What's the Krakoa for the next? The Krakoan? Doctor is in. Oh, the Doctor's in. So That's let's get some. Doctor Stasis. Here's what I have to say. If you want to do a Halloween issue, what you re- instead of this nightmare stuff, what you really should have done is Doctor Stasis Frankenstein in some Cyclopses. Yeah. And or what? Oh, my God. Okay, prediction. Captain Krakoa is a combination, is a chimera of Wolverine and Cyclops DNA because they have both of them. Hmm. Yeah. The regeneration of Wolverine, like that ability, healing factor with Cyclops' powers. I would, I would be down to see that. And so your Halloween issue should have been yeah. The Frankenstein creation of that, which which is just another reason why this felt like filler. It, know, yeah, this. it was, and that's I and I, I was pretty disappointed. This is the first time too. I've been like, like there have been comics that I didn't enjoy, like X Corp. I didn't enjoy, but this was an actual disappointment or I like mean, a bummer. Yeah, I think it. I think it was a bummer because it didn't meet the expectation that I had going in for it. Mm-hmm. I've been really enjoying but the issues really one, beautiful. two, and three. I feel like it's been building up to a really great peak. Mm-hmm. That the, this did not continue that build. This was a dip from that. Yeah, and it also Nightmare is not an X Men villain. We don't get the full team. It, yeah, it, I was missing the full team for sure. It just it felt as though it. We needed to have another issue, and maybe that's just the pacing and the timing. But and wait, so is Nightmare Nightmare is a Doctor Strange villain? Yep. And that's why, and you know, this nice connection to something else that's happening in the Marvel universe that Doctor Strange is dead, so Nightmare is able to go and Jaunt do some stuff. Out. Yep. And you have Doctor Voodoo and Magic who are associated with the mm-hmm. Strange Academy. Well, it was an issue. We read it. It, it was pretty. It did. I and I will say that that if if Javier is the fill-in artist and Eric Arseniega is often a color artist, we've seen his work in a number of books. I would not be upset. You know, I still still love Pepe. He's got the stamp of approval, folks. Yeah. Justin's approved it. He's okay. It, it doesn't mean 
anything Everybody at all. tell everybody at Marvel. It's tell your okay. friends. Justin's, Justin's having a good time with it. Justin's okay with the fill-in artist, but, also, but not too often because he'll get cranky. But also, Jerry, what was up with this? <laughs> yeah. You're better than this, Jerry. Well, we did it. Yeah, we did. I'm, what? What? You go. I'm sad. Next week only has one issue. That's what was my question was going to be is what do we have next week? So in the in the information on the timeline in the back, mm-hmm. it has three issues. But if you look on some more updated versions, so in Pullbox where I have my subscriptions managed, those two of those three issues have been moved to the following week. Oh. So I think we're only getting Trial of Magneto. Number three. I mean, I'll still take it. Which is a great That's good because story, we need yeah. to do a whole episode just on Trial of Magnetos because I'm going to go cuckoo bananas investigating. Well, you've got time. You know, when you would normally be reading other issues, you can go cuckoo bananas. Yay. All right. Well, I yeah. guess that's that. I didn't have any questions for this. There's nothing to say. <laughs> There's nothing else to say. Uh, I feel bad, but I don't. Don't feel bad. It is what it is. Until next time, old friend. Charles, what did you say to Colossus? We'll find out later. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 